Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. In this episode, we're going to talk about self-compassion, and I'm going to kind of unpack my journey towards that with myself in hopes that it benefits you. Um, but before we get into that, go to the Infinite Spark of Being.com uh, to support this effort of mine. Uh, buy those tank tops, buy those t-shirts, buy those hoodies books, all that stuff. Um, it really, really helps me out a lot. Um, also, if you're interested, there is a Patreon with three tiers now. First tier, $1 a month. Five, uh, second tier, $5 a month. The third tier is a $10 a month tier, which right now gives you access to the online gathering that takes place on the first Wednesday of every month. This month, it'll be on September 6th. Uh, those of you that are not comfortable with the subscription, um, you can uh, just purchase a one-off, give it a shot moment where, uh, for $20. Uh, just use the Venmo or the PayPal link there, but be sure you get me your email address so that I can send you the link to the Google Meet so that you can join us. Uh, this month, we're going to talk about meditation. We're going to do a little teaching. We're going to... Uh, an explanation on it and, and um, method. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, <clears throat> all right. The thing to remember about the spiritual journey is that, well, the thing we start to realize really is that this is an internal thing. It's, it's all an inside job. And through self-inquiry, by inquiring into the self, about the self, into myself, whatever I see myself as, I start to understand the world better. If I can understand the nature of my mind, then I understand the nature of this external reality. Um, you know, one of the routes, you know, one of the pieces of my route towards self compassion was understanding the root of my own anger. And when I understand my anger, I understand your anger. And when that happens, I just see you differently. I, I approach you differently when you're angry rather than taking offense and, and going on the offense, the defense or whatever. It's just more of a, a watching. And, and what ends up happening is that since I understand my anger, you being a human being, I understand your anger, there is compassion there. So we end up back at compassion. And notice, I acquired that bit of compassion for you through understanding myself, okay? Um, that's very important. So one piece, just always remember, it, it, you have to go inward. None of this is going to happen for you with these external things. And I don't care what it is. Um, this is going to, the journey is inward. And I, it doesn't matter what we're working with. Like right now we're talking about compassion. So within Buddhism, the way you know, I was taught and the way a lot of people are taught is that compassion until it is you know, something you understand for yourself or give to yourself, the compassion you give other people is considered idiot compassion, which is a bit harsh. I wouldn't say that it's idiotic. Um, I would say that it is ignorant. 
um, ignorant not being uh, a bad thing necessarily. Ignorance just means you just don't know. So maybe we could call it uninformed. Or better yet, we'll call, we'll call it unskillful. Until there is self-compassion, the compassion you give others may be a bit unskillful. Which doesn't mean that it's, you, know, you just shouldn't be compassionate until you can be compassionate yourself. It's just, you know. And the reason the self-compassion angle is so crucial in understanding compassion is that... Okay, the idea of self-love is tricky. And it's tricky because love the word, the sound, the symbol in our culture is very heavy. It's got a lot of baggage to it. Um, Compassion, however, for me, there's less baggage there. Um, In fact, I have been and continue to be compassionate towards people that I'm not crazy about. You know? Um... Anger comes up for me, and then um, I realize that if they could have done something else, if they could have thought differently, behaved differently, etc., etc., then they would have, but they didn't. And for that, I have to have some level of compassion, some level of understanding. Because I've been there myself. We go back to me understanding me. There was, you know things that I've done that were not skillful, um, in fact, hurtful to other people. And understanding the way my mind works and what I could and couldn't have done allows me to give that grace to somebody else. This takes us to forgiveness. Forgiving, the word forgive doesn't mean that you wish somebody nothing but ease and da 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 that's I mean you can do that but really forgiveness just means that you're no longer angry and um, the thing that's important to realize is not being angry about something that happened to you or something that you did you know that you're angry with yourself about not being angry does not mean that you're okay with what happened It just means that you're not angry and that sucked, right? Um, It's like when it comes to grief and loss, teaching people that pain doesn't equal love. The amount of pain that you feel for the loss of this person is not equal to the love, which, you know, psychologically, well, not psychological, but... It gets confusing in the mind because somewhere in the in their consciousness at times, and maybe some of you are dealing with this, there is the belief that um, if you feel okay, then you're okay that they're dead, which is, we all know that's not, that doesn't make sense. And if you're going through that and you maybe look at somebody else that's going through it, you you wouldn't want that for them either. So... Forgiveness, not being angry about what happened, does not mean that I'm glad it happened, okay? I have forgiven people, okay? Um, Childhood stuff, you know? 
um, all the way to current things. Um, there's forgiveness there. Um, and that forgiveness comes because I understand myself. I'm, I'm not angry. But does that mean that I'm... That's, that's going to get weird. But does it mean that I'm glad that this thing happened? No. But at the same time, the contentment and the peace and the love that I feel in my life right now, I couldn't have got there without that. I mean, you experience contentment and love, but what I have right now is so beautiful. And it did come out of shit, you know, like the lotus. No mud, no lotus. That's, you know, omane padme home. Um, Padme, uh, you know, the, the, it often in Sanskrit gets translated into lotus. Uh, and I was thinking of doing some more on this, but just as a little sidebar for Sanskrit, it's more, Sanskrit is more the vibratory sound that is the essence of what is happening. So the way a lotus flower is this beautiful flower that is coming out of the mud and through the water and emerging into sunlight, that's it. It's not that Padme specifically means lotus. It's not like a talky-talky language. It's something a little deeper. So um, that no mud, no lotus, that is the, the without shit, right? Um, you know, those of you that have maybe dug around in cow shit for mushrooms. There you go. Good example. <laughs> um, so, anyway, there's forgiveness. There's no anger. You know, and even when I try to think, like, you know what? I hope something really shitty. I, I feel, it feels so hollow and it doesn't feel real and I can't even get behind it. But that thought comes up because it's a habitual one, but it has no to it, so it's whatever. Um, I, but honestly, I hope that everyone heals and whatever. Great. Um, actually, I don't even, I don't even feel that way. I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I don't, I moved, I've moved on. Um, so forgiveness, when you look at yourself, can you forgive yourself? So to understand that a lack of anger towards yourself or a lack of anger towards someone else, that's forgiveness. But that, again, doesn't mean you're cool with what happened. It just means that I'm okay and fuck that. Good. So we understand that. Uh, now, compassion. You'll see how all this kind of circles around itself. I understand the definition of compassion, right? And it might not apply to the definition I'm giving it right now, but, you know, we live in a postmodernist uh, world now and we can just say whatever the fuck we want. But, um, again, I experience compassion for people that I'm not necessarily crazy about. I experienced that with myself very early on in this process was like, can I have compassion for the, the organism and the DNA code that is known as Keith on this plane when he does unskillful, stupid things. Can I have compassion for him? Yeah, I can. Um, because 
and, and this is kind of how I got there. I noticed that when I thought about the stuff that happens to me as a kid, um, I got to a place where I didn't, my nervous system wasn't responding to it anymore, okay? But when I thought about those things happening to that little boy that I used to be, that caused feelings, right? And those feelings were typically sadness, pity, you know, and just looking at this little boy and thinking, you know, I was a very gentle and quiet, I was a good boy, I was very good. And, you know, it was interesting, um, it was Thanksgiving, I don't know, one of the holidays this year, a cousin of mine who didn't really know much about any of that um, found out through another cousin of mine. Because <laughs> um, I started talking about it a little bit more with her, and um, she asked me about it, and she was like, you know, you were such a good boy, and you didn't deserve any of that. It shouldn't have happened to you. And I understand this. I understood the sentiment, um, but you know, it did. But when I look at that little boy, I feel a lot of compassion. And what I have to remember is that that little boy lives in my mind. Like I say, your childhood self all the way up into yourself from last year all have a seat at the table. All of those seasons of your drama all live at that table and they all have input. And when little Keith expresses outrage or is triggered somehow, older Keith has to have some love, compassion, stillness, and patience for that little boy. Okay? As I worked with that and continue to work with it uh, towards that soft kind of, you know, uh, Chugim Trungpa called it like a motherly understanding, right? That you, you know, if you had a good mother, you know, not everyone does. Some, some people get horrible fucking mothers. Um, but it, you know, think of the archetypical mother, the mother in, and can you give yourself that motherly level of compassion of like, hey, I love you, but you know, get it together. In a loving way, right? But you still have compassion and all these things. Now, all of this being said, um, and you've heard me say this before, like, for instance, when it comes to your mental health, your mental health is not your fault. You didn't do it. You didn't choose it. But it is your responsibility. Uh, If you get the flu, uh, some sort of a cold, it's not your fault but it's your responsibility. And that is, can cause resentment to come up in people. But again, we just have to keep circling back inward, inward, inward. All of the work is done internally. You're not gonna do the important work externally. Again, you're just moving furniture around in prison cell, hoping it feels more like home when you put the chair under the window. But in a week, 
It's just a chair under the window in your prison cell. You have to work internally. You have to come to terms with certain things. Um, yeah. You know, it takes me back to a karmic kind of loop, right? Um, and I, there's something I was going to, a reel that I was going to post that I'm debating it because it, it, it might come off the wrong way. But um, so to act as if is detrimental, meaning, uh, like, for instance, you know, me having the subconscious, the operating system wired for threats and adversaries at a very early age, that means that my conscious mind is always thinking in terms of threats and adversaries, which then caused me at one point in my life to behave a certain way. As long as I behaved like the world was a threatening place, acted as if the world was a threatening place, then the part of my mind that perceives the world as a threatening place stays alive, stays empowered. And what I'm trying to do is work through that. I'm trying to change the way it perceives things. So I had to begin acting as if the world was not a threat. And we apply this thing to compassion. Act as if you are compassionate and find out what happens. All of your thoughts and behaviors now are just simple neurological patterns. So why can't we just change them? What I'm describing to you is cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as karma. Um, and I know that, you know, I posted a reel about karma. I got comments that were um, a little uninformed, but that's okay. I'm trying to tell you, and you can either take it or not, you know. But I understand that karma means action on a very simplistic way, okay? But that's not exactly it. It's, again, we're talking about Sanskrit, so things don't translate to like a cat is a cat, and that's, it. that's not how this works. Your karma is that your actions reinforce the thoughts in the mind. So if you want to change the way your mind thinks, you have to change your actions. If I act as if the world is threatening and dangerous, I experience more of that because that's reassuring my mind, the sick, scared part of my mind that that's what's really happening. If I'm a very anxious person and I act very anxious and I breathe weird and I pace and I do all these things, I'm reinforcing that perception in my mind that is probably a subconscious fear that I'm going to die and that's what's going on with all the physiological responses, right? Um, that's all of it. You know, your attachment style is can be solved through CBT or karma or simply acting less like a crazy person and more like a sane person your mind will then begin to like if you, like if my uh, attachment style is anxious avoidant or let's say uh, preoccupied anxious and i act anxious and i feed into all of the thoughts about disconnection da, 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 and so i act disconnected and i act frantic and i act scared then yeah it keeps it alive compassion works the same way if you keep treating yourself like shit 
then your mind will continue to perceive yourself as such. Stop it. Stop being a fucking asshole to yourself. It's not working. For the love of Christ, cut it out. It hasn't worked yet. Why, why are you still doing it? These are all questions I've, of course, asked myself over the years. That you know, Why are you doing this? It's stupid. It doesn't work. Why are you continuing to do it? I just have these stories. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um, that's it for self-compassion. Shut up and be compassionate towards yourself. You know, because you, you think about... Not to go off on another thing, but... Um, I've had this situation a lot doing uh, trauma work that when it comes to childhood abuse and stuff, right? Uh, as an adult, somebody will blame themselves for what happened. Well, I should have done this and I could have done that and the da 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 right? And, you know, I sit and I listen and, you know, sometimes I'll say, so, do you have kids? If they don't have kids, I find a child in their life somewhere. And then I say, okay, let's put them in that situation that you were in. And now you would look at them and say, you should have done something else. This was your fault. You would blame them for the thing that happened to them, like with Uncle Bucky or whatever the fuck his name is. So, no, the answer is always no. So then why the fuck would you talk to yourself that way? That's one of those things is that our inner dialogue, half the time, with, there's that great line from um, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. If the, I think it's the, if the voice in your head was your roommate, you'd move out, right? So self-compassion. As long as you're over here flogging yourself, talking shit to yourself, and, and essentially not allowing yourself to understand yourself in your own history, in your own story, how are you going to be compassionate towards other people? They're the same as you. I'm the same thing as you. I experience the world not exactly like you, but through the same senses and all this stuff. Like we want the same things. You have to understand you. And all too often, we are eager to solve everybody else's problems and be the hero and to show compassion to other people really because we want a pat on the back. We want to seem like this hero. Um, we have to have a sincere understanding of self-compassion and start to give yourself a little grace. I'll leave you with this. Uh, the Kirtanwala and teacher Krishna Das, one of um, uh, Neem Kroli Baba uh, students who traveled with Ram Das of it, Krishna Das. Highly recommend him. But um, somebody asked him, how do you know when you're making spiritual progress? And he said, when you're easier on yourself and others. I've noticed that the, I, the more grace and compassion I gave myself, the more I gave it to other people. And in doing that, I had a much better time because boy, is it fucking hard to be pissed. It's a lot of energy to just stay mad at the fucking world all the time. It's hard, man. You know, because all that anger is just going to come back to you. You know? As above, so below. As within, so without. You know, it's why in the occult, creating curses and things like that, they're not good. Because when you curse other people, it comes back to you. 
it's going to come back. Everything that you do, some of you that are watching this on YouTube see the grin on my face. Everything you do, everything that you've done, those chickens come home to roost one day. Believe me, I know. Okay. Um, if you are interested in supporting me, um, we are now best friends. Um, <laughs> you can do that at the infinite spark of bean.com. Uh, buy some t shirts, plural. Buy some tank tops, plural. Buy some books, stacks of them, whatever you want. Um, and uh, sign up for Patreon. All of that is so helpful to me, and it, I'm so grateful. Um, also, if you're interested in booking some one-on-one time with me to maybe uh, experience that uh, trauma work and things like that that I've been doing, uh, just look on my website. Um, go to the About button on the Infinite Spark of Being page, and that is kind of my one sheet there. Go ahead and read it. Um, if you're interested, holler at me and we'll talk. Um, if you're interested in me coming to your yoga school or elementary school or, I don't know, some school, Montessori school, uh, and, and talking about the mind and teaching meditation and doing that stuff, you can find all that information there. Um, okay. Self-compassion. Get hip. Be nice. Nice to you first. The rest of it will come. We've been doing this a long time, you and me. And um, I am just doing what you did for me. I love you.